Welcome to the Mosaic of Marion, a weekly podcast hosted by Dr. Henry M. Meadows, Jr. and presented by Marion Baptist Church in Chatham, Virginia. It is our sincere hope that you'll join us each week as we explore what it means to be part of God's big picture through biblical discussions about the saving power of Jesus Christ and what it means for our lives each and every day, starting today. This is the Mosaic of Marion. And I am um, Hank Meadows, pastor of Marion Baptist Church. And once again, I have my sidekick, um, Miss Mona. Hey, Miss Mona. Hey, so now I'm a sidekick. Not... <laughs> no longer a guest, no now longer. a sidekick. All right, I can do it. Um, so um, coming to you one more time, we're going to be talking about the Word of God today. and um, But we're going to start out um, with the Word of Prayer. And then Miss Mona is going to read um, in Psalm 19. And then we're going to move on to Psalm 119 if we get that far. Um, we're talking about the Word of God again. So let's open up with the Word of Prayer, and then we will. Um, you'll hear the next voice will be Miss Mona in Psalm 19. All right, here we go. Father God, we love you. God, we come to you and seek your face. Lord, we're so thankful that we don't have to guess as to the path we should take, that we don't have to guess as to what you um, will for us, Lord. We just... Go to your word, open our hearts and minds, and let you speak into us, Father. Uh, God, we seek you in every way. Lord, we're so thankful for Jesus who loved us so much that he died for us. And Father, that wasn't the end of the story, that he then rose again on the third day according to all the scriptures. So God, we come now in humble submission, wanting to be used as a living sacrifice, as Paul wrote, for your kingdom. And so bless our time today in the name of Jesus. Amen. Um, Psalm 19, verses 7 through 11 says, The law of the Lord is perfect, reviving the soul. The testimony of the Lord is sure, making wise the simple. The precepts of the Lord are right, rejoicing the heart. The commandment of the Lord is pure, enlightening the eyes. The fear of the Lord is clean, enduring forever. The rules of the Lord are true and righteous altogether. More to be desired are they than gold, even much fine gold, sweeter also than honey and drippings of the honeycomb. Moreover, by them is your servant warned, in keeping them there is great reward. So lots of different words in there that all mean the word. Um, The law of the Lord, the testimony, the precepts, the commandments, um, the rules, all of those refer to the word of God. Yes, it does. <laughs> and I love how it talks about it. So you went that route. But check out, I just love that that last part there from verse 10. Um, it's more desired than gold, um, fine gold. It's sweeter than honey and the drippings of the honeycomb. You get this picture of some of the sweetest things that we have on the earth. Uh-huh. And the, the writer here says, I'm straight telling you the word of God is sweeter than those things and it, it, it's just it's sweet to your soul because it's a calming and refreshing and and it's in every aspect needed thing that's a good word there <laughs> and in every aspect needed thing that no matter your situation or your status at the moment here's the great truth god has a word for you yes. that will soothe you cleanse you um contain you correct you any of those things that God's word will do and just ultimately bless you. Yes. Well, and if you look at what these verses are saying, that 
It revives the soul. It makes wise the simple. It brings rejoicing. It brings enlightenment. Um, and so, right, just like you were saying, that it, it tells us that the word does those things for us. Absolutely. And as we um, talked about with some kind of introducing Psalm 119 last week, that um, those things are talked about in Psalm 119 also. I love that. Just looking at verse 9. Here, here's why it's so important and not only so important, but so useful is this. You never have to worry about God's word changing. You never. It says there in verse 9, um, the fear of the Lord is clean, enduring forever. The rules of the Lord are altogether righteous. So they endure forever. I think about there in Peter as he's quoting um, in Peter, First Peter chapter 1. He's quoting back in the Old Testament. And he said, you know, the, let me just turn there. Let me get there real quick. Because I don't want to mess it up because it's too good of a passage uh, to be messed up by giving you a Meadows Loose translation there. <laughs> um, so I want to give you the, the right translation. And here's what it says. Um, all flesh is like grass and all its glory like the flower of grass. The grass withers and the flower falls, but the word of the Lord remains forever. Yes, right. And, and well, we could go down that road. Yeah, we could. We could. And that's, <laughs> by the way, that's not a rabbit trail. That no, is a straight we, truth. We could go that way, but I don't think we wanted to go that way today. But we could about how the, the scripture and the word of God has um stayed true for all of the thousands of years but um you can find others that um have not or have only kept a couple of copies whereas the bible has so many more but we don't want to go that far yeah we don't want to go down <laughs> the fact that the word of god has never had to be changed and other religions have had their um sacred books right changed some two thousand times according to the um uh, status of the day um, you know, they go, well, as you so said, we will instead we'll say, but by <laughs> saying that the word of God endures forever, that it, it never changes. And so no matter where you are, no matter what you're facing, um, you can know that the word of God is relevant and true for your life. And so, um, you don't have to wonder about that. You don't have to say, well, when I read it, when I was younger, but now what about now when I'm older? Well, it's the same. And it endures forever. Amen. That's why, you know, I love saying the truth about it. It's infallible, inerrant, unchanging right. word of God. Um, and because here's why Hebrews 13, 8, because it is all about Jesus and Jesus Christ, same yesterday, today and forever. Right. So if Jesus never changes, his blessed word is never going to change because every page of our holy writ, <laughs> I like saying it that way, <laughs> our holy writ is all about Jesus. Everything points. This is, imagine that all these different authors, 66 different books, writing across a period of thousands of years, mm -hmm. and they all talk about one divine man, Jesus. What truth. Okay, so having said that, we're going to go on to Psalm 119 um, now. Um and just tell you why some why it's considered to be sweeter than honey and uh, more precious than fine gold. Um, some parts that we're going to pull out parts and we're going to talk about it and um, just take you on a little ride through Psalm one nineteen. I don't know how far we'll get, but um, pray that you have your cop your copy of God's Word. I'm um using if you've ever wondered, I'm using the ESV 
to, I have the ESV. There are a couple, sometimes when I've been on here, I've had the NASB because that's the one that I have used in the past for studying. Um, but I have the ESV today. She has the ESV. So um, <laughs> I, I almost came with the New King James today because I've got loads of notes in that. Right. But I want to be consistent um, with you guys. And um, so I pray you have your copies of God's Word. Hey, we're going to start now in verse 17. Um, some things about God's Word here that we find. And we and listen, we may jump here and there today. Um, so just hang with us, and I promise, um, because here's what I put it on. Uh, the Bible says that God's Word will never return void. Mm-hmm. It always does what He set it out to do. So we're going to trust in that. So I hope you get something. Here it is. Verse 17, deal bountifully with your servant that I may live and keep your word. Open my eyes that I may behold wondrous things out of your law. You know, when you're a youngster, let's just be be honest. The Bible can be really overwhelming and, you know, you're just going, there's so much there or whatever. But as you mature and grow in Christ, and notice I didn't say age-wise, I just said in Christ, the Bible becomes this beautiful book, does it not? It does. And it it has incredible stories that that we know. Everybody knows David and Goliath. Everybody knows um, Abraham um, trying to um, kill his son and then God providing the lamb. Everybody knows the Sermon on the Mount. Everybody knows Peter lying. We we know those stories, and there's so many more that I could say. But even the the other parts, you and I were talking about this morning that one of our both of our favorite psalms are Psalm one, mm-hmm. and how it just is just beautiful and amazing, and and it teaches you um, what it should be like when you're a true believer, and how it is totally different for the um, unsaved person, and what it means to be in the Word, and how it affects you. Lord, I'm about to preach. Yeah. Anyway, so so go ahead. What are, what are some of your opening thoughts about just those few verses there? Um, well, speaking on the importance of living and keeping God's word um, and uh, that we don't spend time in God's word. We've talked about this a little bit in previous podcasts, but we, we don't spend time in his word just to check off the boxes, but we spend time in his word because um, that's what we need in order to shape our life. Yes. Um, to become the Christ-like as we are to become and to um, to learn about who God is and what he does. And we can't learn about who he is and what he does if we're not in his word. Um, and we can't, um, I think I mentioned it last week, we can't take that into our hearts and cause it to change our hearts and our lives unless we're in it. And here the, the psalmist is um, telling us the importance of living and keeping God's word, living by the word and keeping his word. Um, and so we see that there, and, and we see that throughout Psalm 119 also. And, and that what exactly right. You, you don't read God's Word just to check off a box. I mean, if that's what you're doing, I'm sorry, but you might as well just be reading something else. I mean, if, if you're not going to put effort into it, and you're not going to read it for its value and for its beauty and for its um, ability to change you, um, I know some people probably would disagree with that statement, but, you know, just why? Don't even try to put up a falsehood in front of God. Um, God's not going to be mocked, and he's not going to be disrespected like that, and he's not going to be fooled. You know, just reading it just really quickly. So read it for what it's worth, that you want to keep it. Because the word keep there, it means to hedge about, um, to protect, to attend to. It, it, here's what it means. It means that you have to have the mindset out there 
that you're reading his word so you can put a hedge around it so that it can protect you as you protect it. You know, the word will protect you. Yeah. Um, we know, great illustration, Jesus, when Satan was tempting him, he used the word. But as as it protects you, you should be protecting it. Hedge it in your life. Um, keep it closed because it's going to keep you closed and clean. Um, I, I'd love that protect. You know, you ought to protect your time too in, in reading God's word. I, I'm so worried that we're being so spiritually illiterate, mm-hmm. especially in America. I, I think you guys may not know this, but I go to Burma um, pretty much every year. And to see how they react when they get a copy of, of God's word, it's amazing. We went in a house. I'll tell you this quick story. We went in this, well, to call it a house would be an offense to a house. Um, we went in this little four-walled place um, that was literally no bigger than most people's living room. And so we're talking to the people, and they were setting up a house church in this couple's home. And his two daughters are there, and um, a team prior to us going had led mom and dad to the Lord the year before. And so we were checking in on them, and uh, so we had the privilege of leading the two daughters that were older that just happened to be, quote-unquote, happened to be there. And so we talked to them, and we said, well, what is it that you guys need above anything else? Now, think about what they said. What do you need about anything else? Uh, listen, they could have said money because right. it's minuscule. They could have said clothing because they were just in tattered clothing. They could have said food. Right. Because I know they're hungry. They're living in the slums. Okay, now get that picture. They legit live in the slums. And here's what they said. Um, We really want a copy of God's Word. Yeah. And so we all looked at it and were like, oh, we can hook you up. (laughs) You know, we had some uh, translations um, that had been some of the Bible translated into Burmese. Um, And so we gave them two. And you would have thought we legit had put out a five-course meal in front of them or giving them a million dollars. Because it's sweeter than honey and it's more desirable than gold. Exactly. But we have a tendency to not treat it that way because it's so common for us. And it's so, um, we have we can have um, multiple copies of it on our shelves. And, um, and so we, I think in America especially, we, we might tend to not treat it as finer than gold and sweeter than honey because it's just it's too accessible sometimes yes and so you're right we need to guard it and keep it and protect it it really bothers me when i see somebody throw a bible down you know i I don't i never and i cannot say that like right now i have my phone sitting on one of mine i really try not to have anything on my bible i want to treat that differently than i treat anything else because it is god's word now i understand it's it's just a book right um but it's God's word. And I want to make sure I treat it with respect because I treat it. I sort of see God there and um, you may be different and whatever. That's, that's you. You have a right to be wrong. Um, So, (laughs) so, but we do, we, we need to keep it and, and love it. And and I think about as you're talking there, if you look to your right, there's four of my Bibles (laughs) just sitting there that I use for my study. Um, You need to learn to love. You need to truly Fall in love with the Word of God. And the only way to do that is to fall in love with the author of it all, which is Jesus. But really, I was thinking that um, when you do spend time in the Word and you are um, 
faithful to that and you are diligent about doing that and you protect that time, then it causes you to fall in love with the author. So it's yes. kind of a, a circular thing that yes. you see that you you love the author and so you want to be in the book. And then when you're in the book and in, in the word, then you fall in love with the author even more. Absolutely. Yeah, isn't man. That, beautiful? that is a beautiful picture there. <laughs> that's that's just that circle there. And I love the next one that it says, When I open my eyes that I may behold, check this out. Um, I, I want to behold the wondrous things out of your law. I wonder how many of you out there today that never spend any time that may be listening would agree with that statement that it's wondrous. Uh, some people, it's work to get yeah. through it. Right. And that's sad because God wants you to enjoy his presence. And he, the word, check this out. You know, I'm into meanings mm-hmm. of words. You know that. And so you're you're into tenses and I'm sort of that, but I'm really into just what their meanings. Um, the word wondrous there, and I got one that is, I'm going to hold to the end. It says to distinguish. To make singular, great, and here's the last thing, separated. Mm-hmm. So think about, so I'll open my eyes and I might behold the separated things out of your law, separated from what? Well, you have to think about separated from the world, separated from darkness, separated from untruth, separated from just even who we are because it's so wonderful. It's alive. It's the only book that is said to be living and powerful. And I know we don't want to go down that path that taking that out of context, but it is so true because the a secondary principle of that passage in that verse. It, well, it's true. It's true, right? It is, it is living, living and power. Active, right. <laughs> yes. So, uh, by the way, coming coming very soon, we're going to discuss a few passages that um, we're going to take the task on of a few passages that are so well known and so quoted but so taken out of context because remember i learned this in seminary and i've heard it so often remember this about bible study and then have something you ready all right i'm teeing you up okay um for about what i just said about being separated and all that um text without context is pretext right you let the text speak and it speaks by what's before it and what's after it don't ever just reach in and try to pull out because you can make the Bible key there. You can make the Bible seem like it's saying so many things that it's not. Right. And so you be very careful to make sure you give the context of it. Okay. So back to there. What do you think about those things about wondrous things of the law, man? What a picture. Um. Well, I, I wanted to go back first and okay. say that um, if, you are one who says, I just don't understand it. I think we've said this before. Um, just keep at it yes. and keep asking the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit will give you that understanding and he will direct you and guide you and, and um, teach you. And so um, so I just wanted to throw that out too. Um, it reminded me of when I did a Bible study on Leviticus and and most people that you know, especially those of us who do our um, reading by the year, um, <laughs> you don't like. Uh, but... I did not say I don't like it. I did not say that. I just said that's not something that I that's hold right. to. So, but many people will start that and they'll get to Leviticus and then that's it. Because Leviticus is not an easy book to read. It's hard to understand. It has a lot of um, blood in it. Um but if you sit down and you study the book of Leviticus, you see the beauty of it. Yes. And the, um, just, I mean, it's just beautiful. 
in all the things that are taught in there, and then when you take it in context with the New Testament too, how it ties into that and leads us to Jesus. And um, and so I would think many people would not call Leviticus a wondrous thing. Right. <laughs> but once you have read it over and over again, and once you have studied it, then you would indeed say that. And so, um, so just a reminder to us that we do need to treat the Word of God like um, that. We need to keep it separate from all other things. We need to um, protect it. Um, so that we can see those truths, so that we can see those wondrous things. You know, I, I, I know you've heard me tell this story too. I had an older pastor one time. I was just sort of trying to um, draw from his strength and his knowledge one time. And so I said, what's your favorite book of the Bible? And he said, Leviticus. And I went, no, seriously, what's your favorite book of the Bible? And here's what he said. He said, now, is it the, the greatest reading? Um, no. Right. He said, but let me tell you what Leviticus Leviticus teaches me that God is in the minutia of life too. Because uh-huh. when you read it, it is so, I mean, it has just detail after detail of what God expected from this offering and this offering. And, right. this, and it is just detail-oriented, a book. Uh-huh. And he said, because when I'm starting to stray and let the details of my life get out of whack, I go back and read that to get reminded that God is in all the details. Right. Wow. And I, Now, can I say it's my favorite book? No. <laughs> but I have read it in a different light since having that conversation mm-hmm. with that man. Mm-hmm. And um, it is all about details in that book, too, right. man. Right. Um, so, so, okay, so, and I've sort of labeled these, and I was sharing that with Miss Mona. Um, sort of that first paragraph, and I know these are all based on the Hebrew alphabet when it starts and all that. But um, in the redneck style, I've sort of labeled them um, some words, not all of them, because um, I had one labeled a word, and Miss Mona told me it was not a word, not and a word. she dared me to use it on this, so <laughs> I will not, although I will when I get there, um, if we get that far, which probably right. not. So the first little section there, verses like 10 through 16, I, I, that's purity. Uh, that's just a word that comes to mind when I see that. This this um, section of 17 through 24 I just put a word, a name side of it and said beauty because it talks about how beautiful the word of God is to me. And so then I want to jump into the next little section. Um, and I talked about mighty. Uh, listen to these words. My soul clings to the dust. Give me life according to your word. When I told you of my ways, you answered me. Teach me your statutes. Make me. There you go. See, that's mm-hmm. where it goes into those people that say, well, I don't really understand mm-hmm. it. Okay, the Bible says, make me understand the way of your precepts. Right. In other words, it's as if almost there's a God out there and an author of the book that can make you understand no matter your limitations. You know, Moses tried all that mess. I don't speak well. Well, who made man's mouth? Well, I I sort of stutter with my word. Who made man's tongue? God Almighty. You just go do, do to do what I say, and I'll put my words in your mouth. Don't worry about that. So anyway, so then he goes, you know, goes on and says, uh, my soul melts away for sorrow. Strengthen me according to your word. Oh, my Lanta, let's just, uh, okay, here we go. What What are your thoughts? This, this, I'm telling you what, this will preach right here. <laughs> um. Well, you skipped the end of 27 where it says, I will meditate on your wondrous work. Oh, so yeah. again, he's talking about his wonder, the wondrous work. So, and I, I love to notice things like that throughout scripture yes. when I'm reading and I see phrases like that that are repeated because it's just kind of, um, it reiterates it, it supports it, it gives you more information, you know, all of that. Um, so, um, 
and we didn't go all the way down to 31, but that clings yes. in 25, and then in 31 it says, I cling to your testimonies. And in my other Bible I have written in the margins, and I have no idea where it came from, um, whose teaching it was, but my question in the margin was, what are you clinging to? Oh, oh yeah. And so is your soul clinging to the dust um, where you're struggling with life? Or is your soul clinging to the testimonies of the Lord, which is in verse 31. And um, and I love the progression that we see in this section where he is clinging to dust and he is struggling with life. But in the at the end of this section in verse 31, then he is saying, I'm clinging to your testimonies. I've chosen the fa- way of faithfulness. I've set your rules before me. And now I'm clinging to that. Mm-hmm. And that's what we should do yes. because we all have struggles in life. Um, life is ugly and messy. Yes. And especially these days, I mean, we were just talking about it when we got in here about, you know, we're tired of this and of this and that. And, and, um, it weighs on you. It, it does. And, um, and so we could cling to the dust of that. Yes, we could. Or we can cling to the testimonies of God. That's good stuff there, girl. (laughs) Jeez, I'm going to steal that. I don't know who you stole it from, but I'm about to steal it from you. I don't remember what teacher it was, but somebody (laughs) did. Wow. Listen, and I love, when it gets, here's the part that really speaks. And once again, our time is all of a sudden running away. Um, Strengthen me. This is what I try to pour into people um, there in verse 28. That When you're hurting and when you're in a valley and when you're, Mm -hmm. man, run to the word. Run to where, you got to go to where God is. Go to where Jesus is. Go to, I mean, we had that from Isaiah when he was struggling with the death of the king. He went to church. Right. Go to where you go to find the one who can provide comfort. He's called in, in Corinthians, said Corinthians, the God of all comfort. Yes. Run to him. You should have your Bible nearby. This is no no fib. I, I've got multiple Bibles at home, obviously multiple ones here, but I keep one in every vehicle that I own because you never know when you need something. Mm-hmm. Number one, as a pastor, man, God's going to give me a word, so I've got to have something to get it down with. But number two, I need to be able to make sure that I can minister on the spot. Mm-hmm. And I don't want somebody to be thinking, I'm like, you know, it's just sometimes, let's be honest, your mind starts running 100 miles an hour and you just butcher a verse of scripture. Yeah, I do that a lot. Um, not on purpose, but I get to thinking so fast that my brain is, my mouth is running faster than my brain and it can't keep up whatever, whichever way that should go. But you need it so that you can show people in black and white Here's what the Bible says. God will be your protector. He'll be your comforter. He'll be your justifier. He'll be uh, the mercy giver. He'll be all that. And it's all proven and shown in his word. He will give you strength when you have none. Yes. He'll pick you up and carry you through the deep, dark night. But the question is, do you give him a chance? Right. Do you do what the psalmist did in this section where he... Um, like I said, started with clinging to the dust and in that strengthening, asking God to strengthen me according to your word. Now, notice that he asked for that. Right. And so we have to ask for that and we have to be in the word and we have to ask for that. And so, um, you know, I mentioned the we're still in the midst of this pandemic. And so as we um, as that carries on and goes on and it can we can either allow it to bring us down or we can say lord strengthen me according to your word exactly and then get into his word and see what he has to say about himself and about his rule over the earth and um who he is in our lives he is our rock 
He is our strength. He is our fortress. Um, he is our strong tower that we can run into and be safe. And so um, the beauty of all of that right there. And I, I want to encourage you with this, and our time is legit gone. Understand that you don't have to live by clinging to that dust. Right. You don't have to live in the darkness. You don't have to live any way outside of Jesus. I, I'm, I'm sort of begging you today, and I don't know who I'm talking to about this, but don't don't settle for nothing when you can become a co-heir with Christ right. of all things. Right. Ephesians starts off with he's blessing you with everything in the heavenlies. So don't cling to the dust. Sometimes I think we get that and we just are like, well, this is where I'm comfortable and this is my life. No, right. run to Jesus. Well, our time is up. And um, so I want you to pray. And then I'll have a few little short things. And then, man, this is a fast 30 minutes, <laughs> isn't it? It went really fast. Um, so pray and then I'll close this and then we'll be back next week. And Lord, I just love that you um, brought us to this point. Yes. Um, and so I ask that you would cause us to be more mindful of what are we clinging to. Right, yeah. And that we would desire more than anything else. Um, and Lord, I'm praying this for my heart as well as everybody who is listening, but that we would desire more than anything else for your word and for you. And so teach us, um, lead us and guide us, and may we listen and may we follow um, so that we can be strengthened according to your word, so that we um, can cling to your testimonies, even as we deal with the things that we have to deal with here, being in the world. And so we love you, and we're so thankful and so privileged to have your word. And so, Lord, may we guard it and keep it and protect it in our lives. And we pr pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen, amen. I want to thank you one more time for being with us. Um, this is the Mosaic of Marion, and I am... Hank Meadows, um, pastor here, and this is Miss Mona, my sidekick. And um, man, we're so thankful that you choose to spend your Tuesdays or whenever um, with us as we do this. I hope you guys enjoyed as much as we do, because I can promise you that she and I are having a great and wonderful time. That God bless you guys. See you next time. <laughs>